0: Chevy Equinox with forward collision alert, automatic emergency braking, and available all-wheel drive. It's my ultimate mobile device. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com to schedule a test drive. Chevy Equinox. It's your choice. Own it.
1: Does it get any better than Chicago food? From longtime favorites to newly opened locations, Italian beef joints to pizza places, burritos to sushi, Chicago's very own eats celebrates a wide range of food and restaurants in the greater Chicagoland area. Hosts Kevin Powell and Michael Piff welcome you into their daily food talk in the WGN Radio Break Room as they discuss their latest foodie adventures, their top five lists, the latest social media arguments, interviews with chefs, and conversations. with local celebs about their favorite places to eat. This is Chicago's Very Own Eats.
2: Episode 6 of Chicago's Very Own Eats with myself, Kevin Powell, alongside Mike Piff. And joining us, a very special guest, Luke Stuckmeyer. You can uh, hear him, see him over at CHGO, which is a new sports startup in town. If you're not following them uh, yet, you should be. They cover all of our sports teams. Luke's all over the Cubs. Luke, uh, appreciate you jumping on. What'd you think of opening day for the Cubbies at Wrigley? Nice victory.
1: Well, it was a great victory, but it was also very nice to be in studio for that one. It looked, it looked, it looked really cold. I spent plenty of opening days at Wrigley Field. I woke up in the morning and I thought, uh, yeah, I think I'm good at home for this one. Uh, it was you know, it was a big win because the Cubs had such a crazy offseason. All baseball teams did, but the Cubs coming off a trade deadline in, in the fall where they traded everybody away. And there were, you know, nobody knew what to expect in the off season. Then it was a scrambled off season, and um, I think there's a lot of question marks on this team. So it was, it was cool to see guys that um, are looking to have big years have good first games. Nico Horner having a good first game, Ian Happ having a good first game. You know, Kyle Hendricks is trying to bounce back, and he had a good game. So. Uh, it was, you know, about as good as it could go for opening day for the
2: Cubs. Yeah, I was out there. It was, uh, it was nasty. The weather. It was kind of rainy and snowy <laughs> as we were entering the ballpark. But it was great being there for a normal opening day for the first time in a few years, and just everything we love about ballparks. And um, among many things, the smell of the ballpark, the hot dogs, the onions, everything going. Yeah. What would you say, uh, Luke Stuckmeyer's go-to food spot is when you go to Wrigley? What are you getting when you go to a Cubs game if if you're there as a fan? Ooh.
1: Good call. You know, that is the only part of being at the ballpark on opening day that I definitely missed was the smell of grilled onions when you walk into that ballpark. They, somehow they know how to do a grilled onion perfectly for the hot dog, you know. Um, go to, I mean, I, I have to do the Vienna Beef hot dog with some grilled onions when, when you go to a, a baseball game, uh, and particularly at Wrigley Field. I mean, Vienna Beef is so chicago um, so I mean that's my one standard, and I almost always get a bag of roasted peanuts as well. Um, other than that, you know, it's, it's some of the new things to try out are cool, um, but for me, baseball is such a traditional. It's such a traditional event to go to. You know, it, it's so old school that I like to stick to mostly the old school things. Um, I st- I still every once in a while get the the chocolate malt. You know, with the old wooden spoon, I still think that's cool to get. Um, And then, you know, on the other side of town, you see what the Sox are doing. And and I think they're thought of as having some of the best food in pretty much all of baseball. And I can see why people get all kinds of other things at the ballpark, too. But for me, I'm kind of traditional about what I get at the ballpark, usually. Yeah. One of the
0: things you can't get anywhere else, though, that Wrigley has is the hot dog stand. I know we've we've, we've done a couple opening days together been the bleachers but you know they this this weekend they're selling a jody garrett uh sausage if you were to come up with a (laughs) you're gonna see where i'm going with this with a sausage with the most obscure cubs player possible what comes to mind first
1: wow i pulled a name out for old school cub fans the other day on the chgo cubs podcast and i said mike vale Wow! Number twenty-seven. He is the uh, you know Suzuki is now wearing twenty-seven. Mike Vail was this pinch hitter in the eighties that would come up, and for some reason, as a little kid, I latched onto him because he hit one home run like the very first time I watched him pinch hit. And so the Mike Vail Bratwurst would be about as obscure as he got. <laughs> I mean, let's 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 be honest. When you don't win for one hundred and eight years, you could come up with a lot of names to put on that list. You know, it's not that hard.
2: I'm with you on the whole kind of old school traditional. You go for a hot dog, a beer. Mike and I were at Guaranteed Rate Field for the whole you know media food testing thing, and there are a ton of great options. But I know the first White Sox game I go to as a fan, I'm going with a Polish, extra onions, and a cold beer. Like that's Mm. perfect for me.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you know what else I like at the ballpark too is the no matter what ballpark it is, but the the Sunday. Inside the batting helmet. If you can go to Big Sunday inside the batting helmet, I like get a little hot chocolate. It tastes better. And if they have the caramel, that's what I really want—the caramel on top. <laughs> to
2: and do we see you were at the Wiener Circle yesterday, Luke?
1: Yeah. Now you said hot dogs. I do like hot dogs, but part of the great thing about Wrigley um, that makes it stand out, I think, is you know the neighborhood around it, and Wrigleyville has changed. And you can get all the, the new things. I used to live in Wicker Park, so I love Smoke Daddy. You can go to Big Star Tacos. You can get all kinds of cool food uh, around the ballpark that now is, you know, it's parts of Chicago. But, you know, the Wiener Circle's not far. And I think it's always been a great post-game place. You know, if you want to take a little walk after the game because you're trying to get an Uber and you can't get it around the ballpark. I'll walk to the wiener circle, and I'll get that char dog and cheddar. Now, when we were there the other day, um, we got, you know, a full dose of the insults, which you get <laughs> when you walk in the door. <laughs> and then I did the char dog, cheddar, and uh, raw onions. That's the way I went on it. Oh, that sounds um, fantastic. I, it was, I'm going to tell you right now, I prefer a hot dog charred over steamed, and maybe that's not the Chicago way, but I'm telling you, char dog at the wiener circle, after a game, hits the spot.
0: I grew up with char dogs. That's the way to be. a little bit. Yeah.
1: Right? I mean, something about it, um, I I could have taken down like three of those the <laughs> other day. And I was just like, you know what? We better get on here before I have a real problem, because the fries can come with that Merck's cheddar <laughs> on top of it, too. And any good Chicagoan knows that Merck's cheddar is the best cheddar to put on melted Merck's cheddar. Facts.
0: Oh, Facts, especially on a burger.
1: Oh, yeah, it makes anything better. It probably makes pancakes better, but I haven't tried it.
2: (laughs) Luke, uh, among the uh, many stops in uh, your great sports career was hosting uh, Beer Money, NBC Sports Chicago. wasn't before Beer Money, wasn't it called Gas Money? Isn't that where Gas Money Bob, the great Twitter account, was born from?
1: (laughs) It is. Gas Money was the original name, um, and then the sponsor changed to Coors Light, and so then it was, you know a little bit of a conflict of interest to have it called <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was, you know, beer company. So they changed it to beer money and that's how it evolved to that. What? And it, it really, I wasn't the original host. I believe Sarah Kustak was the first person to ever do it. She did it for like one season with Ted Brunson. And then, then I started doing it with uh, Susanna Collins. Well, I might've done it a little bit with, with Kustak then it was Susana Collins. Then it was Jen Latta, and then Kelly Kroll at the end. So we had, we had, gosh, I don't know how many years of it we had, but it was a lot.
2: So one of the things I know the score likes to have fun with was it was it you doing the quiz and, yeah, on, yeah. on beer money? It's the money? greatest
0: clip of all time.
2: And and then the whole '83 thing was boring. Um, Right. Anybody listens to uh, score follows you guys closely knows the whole eighty three. But talk talk about that a little bit because every once in a while I'll just pull up that video and 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 laugh hysterically.
1: I don't even remember what the question was. Something about the last time the Bears had dumped done something, and it was a really easy question. And Clark from Desplains had this really deep voice and was really had liquored up for this hit. I think. And he got it, and he just looked at me. He was like, 83 <laughs> was his answer." And so they run the drop over and over for anything. 83, 83. They were selling T-shirts, eighty three nation at one point. Um, <laughs> and I drive by that. That location was um, uh, like near O'Hare. You know, when you, if you're going on ninety and you're going north near O'Hare, there's that. There you can see a Hooters off to the right. Mm. I, I don't know. It's not Rosemont, still I don't think it might be displays, which is why Clark from displays is there what is the bar we were at i'm not sure it's there anymore there's a ton of construction over there now uh, but yeah it I, get, I honestly i get more people yelling 83 at me just randomly like at places that i go and i just kind of chuckle cuz hey, what are you going to say <laughs> like yes we did we had we had, i mean that's what made that show where the guests that were so crazy and so bizarre And and sometimes just flat out funny, you know, that you really find out the mixture of people we have in our city. And uh, I think it's what makes it great.
0: Is there a bar that sticks out to you from that experience over the years of of doing beer money?
1: Uh, Standard bar and grill in what I guess would be considered Ukrainian Village or Wicker Park, my old hood. It's on uh, Milwaukee just east of the Bongo Room, my favorite place to eat. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the Bongo Room in Wicker Park, by the way. Mm. Don't get me started. This podcast <laughs> isn't long enough for that. Uh, in fact, while the pandemic was, like, at its peak, I was my wife and I were just like, what are we going to do? How are we going to keep the Bongo Room alive? Like, we're way out here in the suburbs. Like, what are we going to do? They have to survive. They have to- <laughs> I'm, I'm not even joking. Like, we were worried that the Bongo Room was going to shut down. Oh, no. Uh, but the... The standard bar and grill is just east of there, and um, we've had some bizarre people. But we had like multiple people bringing Kelly crawl gifts. Oh, weird! For some reason, I can't I can't remember what it, what the reason was. But like two people came in and presented her with a gift at Beer Money. Like they'd <laughs> showed up just to bring her a present, and I was like, "What on earth is going on?" Like. <laughs> I so that that's that, you know for that reason that bar stands out in particular not because Like the guests were great, but I think it was the only time we had presents brought to us.
2: (laughs) I I love the show. It was just fun. You guys were out and about, and every so often you'd be watching and be like, I know that bar. So it it was a great show. It (laughs) was a ton of fun. Um, Speaking of spots closing, Dinkles is, after 100 years, a longtime bakery. Mike wanted to get into this. I've actually never been. I'm going to make a point to get there before it does. You have to. uh, Close its doors permanently. Um, You grew up in the Northwest Burbs, correct? Are you still in the Northwest Burbs?
1: Yeah, I'm from Arlington Heights, and now I've gone full circle. I'm all the way back in Arlington Heights. I was in the city for like 15 years and a couple other suburbs, but now back to Arlington Heights. So, so. it wasn't like I made a lot of Dinkles run Dinkle Bakery runs as a kid. I didn't. It's when I lived in the city, someone, I don't remember who, told me about it. They're like, listen, if you want a great cake donut, you have to go to the German bakery, Dinkles. And I was like, okay, like whatever, and I thought, you know, I've had a lot of donuts. They're all pretty good. Uh, I went to Dinkles, and I was like, cake donut, chocolate frosting, cake donut, white frosting. I thought I'd try them both. I'm telling you, I don't know what it is. Their cake donut is so much better than anybody's cake donut I've ever had. It is mind-blowing. And the only place that comes close to Dinkles for a cake donut is now Do Right. What do they have that? It's like a Barhula chocolate yeah,
0: donut. Yeah, that's right. Not we bacon. actually dropped Do Right early on the previous podcast because they also have a great yeah. chicken sandwich randomly. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, we're we talk. going to go into some of our bakeries that we grew up with. I know Jerish's is, is, uh, is one you tell me about all the time. What sets Jerish's apart from the
1: rest? Ooh, uh, it's the best. No <laughs> <laughs> No, I grew up, I grew up on it because uh, Ken Jarish Jarish I, I don't know how, everybody says it a different way. In fact, I think the family says it a different way. Um, in Elk Grove, right on um, Arlington Heights Road, just north of golf, south of golf, um, has been there forever. It's near the old Elk Grove Bowl. It's in a strip mall, and Ken runs it now. He is third generation, I believe. Yeah, he's third-generation running that bakery, and his grandmother, who started it, used to go to my church when I grew up as a kid. And Kathy Jarish was good friends with my grandmother, and she was always the lady sitting behind my sister and I in church every Sunday because my dad was the pastor at the Lutheran Church in Arlington Heights. So every Sunday, Mrs. Jarish was sitting behind us, and we always got freebies. First of all, Coffee and they called it after church, was like, coffee cakes from there every weekend, you know? So I grew up with the chocolate chip coffee cake there.
0: You were spoiled with it, man. I mean, it's special. Top
1: top chocolate chip, it's incredible. And the other one that I really can't ever pass up is their blueberry strip. Dynamite. Dynamite. And so, but every Easter, which is coming up, we got these giant chocolate eggs like a pound cake shaped the size of a, a massive football filled with cream in the middle. And then the top was like this, quarter inch or half inch of chocolate fudge over the top of it. And we'd get those every Easter. And we, you know, same, every holiday we would get something, but I'm ready. We're, you know, we're closing in on Easter Sunday and I've, I've already got to place my orders for multiple egg cakes. Cause what I'll do is, now this is key. Pay attention. Okay. You, you cut it in half. Okay. If you're not going to eat it all, cut it in half, saran wrap over the top, foil, wrap it, and freeze it. Same thing with the coffee cakes. If you wrap them in saran, and then with aluminum foil, and then in a Ziploc baggie, you could eat them six months later, ten months later. They will taste exactly like they did coming out of the bakery. Uh, see, I, I think so you, you can have Easter in December. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, pro tips from Luke Stuckmeyer. Uh, that's the thing about bakeries, right, is because people get so attached to them because we go for holidays, for birthdays, for right. celebrations. You get cakes. I mean, I grew up in Mount Prospect, so Central Continental Bakery in downtown right. Mount Prospect is uh, – a. Our go to spot, best poonchigis in the game, by the way. But it is about, like, that's what bakeries I think people get so attached to is because it's, it's big events in our life we go to it for, whether it's a graduation or an anniversary or something. Those are your go to spots, and people fall in love with bakeries.
1: Yeah, Central Bakery, I know people used to always bring the, um, like, our butter or sugar cookies, you know, the ones that are always iced and have mm-hmm. cubs or socks or whatever on them. We always got those. Uh, that somebody from school would bring, and I went to Prospect High School, so we, we had some central bakery, but for me, it was always jarish, jarish, because we had the relationship with them, and I've introduced my wife and her family to it now, and they agree that it's the best bakery they've ever been to.
0: Nice. Well, like I, your
2: go-to spot for bakeries.
0: My go-to spot. Well, I oh, brought yeah. it in today for uh, Bob Surratt's show. Dieta's Bakery over in Naperville, and I think I impressed the station with what I brought. Kevin came in like a couple minutes too late, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, but there
2: was, it was just crumbs left on the kitchen <laughs> counter. I'm like, did anybody throw the empty box out? <laughs> just, just here? we're just going to torture yeah. Kevin with that.
0: <laughs> but uh, no, I, t- I, I said, guys, this is the best Long John in the state, and I think, I think I lived up to this standard
2: it, it looks i think there was one lingering donut i might try to get a piece of it but um luke i appreciate you jumping on any other um, what would you say for the cubs would be a reasonable win total projection on this team i'm kind of mid-70s mm. i think if they exceed expectations maybe they can get to 500 but where are you where are you at on that
1: well that's. i'm trying to go positive so we did our rankings uh in the pregame show for chgo we're, we're doing pregame for most games uh, and you can find them on YouTube and uh, allchgo.com dot com and on Twitter. We'll post them before the games, and then we do post game. Post game, we went through our predictions, and I said, "Listen, maybe it maybe it sounds, sounds kind of Homer, but if just a few things go right for them, it's a division where the last two teams in the division aren't even trying, and the two at the top have some question marks, just like the Cubs do. You now the Brewers are clearly the favorite to win it, but." Uh, Jack Flaherty's hurt for the Cardinals. So I said, "Listen, big, I could see them being 81 and 81. It wouldn't it wouldn't shock me to see them go 500. Um, so that's that's what I'm going with. I'm going with 81 and 81, and it might be homerish, but you know what? I feel like you have Stroman. You have Hendricks looked great in the opener. Um, if, assuming Miley comes back healthy, you have three pretty good starters, and then you have some young guys trying to prove spots. I always think it's good to have." proven players but at the same time you can make an argument for guys that have a chip on their shoulder or are fighting for their careers and the cubs have a lot of them you know (laughs) so if a a few of those question marks are on the positive side i they're not i don't think they're gonna win 95 games i can't say that but do i think they could compete for one of those wild card spots i don't see why not in this division it's one of the worst in baseball so baseball's a funny sport never know and I'm shooting 81 and 81. That might be a little bit on the high side.
2: I like it. He's Luke Stuckmeyer. Uh, I'm Kevin Powell for Mike Piff. Luke, I uh, appreciate you jumping on. Uh, be sure to follow Luke on Twitter at Luke Stuckmeyer and uh, watch his stuff at CHGO. You guys are
1: doing great stuff. Luke, appreciate you jumping on, man.
0: Keep the winning streak going.
1: <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it. And don't forget, freeze that Jarge Bakery stuff. That's it's right. in December. It's perfect. That's the tip.
2: <laughs> it, it is noted. Thank you, Luke. Appreciate it, man.
0: Thanks, Luke. All right, see you guys. See Thanks, man. man.
2: All right, he's Luke Suchmeyer. Uh I'm Kevin Powell for Mike Piff. This was a fun episode. A little bit of baseball, a little bit of Hot dog talk, uh, fun episode six here on Chicago's very. Chicago. How did your hit with Bob Sirocco? By the way,
0: it went really well. Um, so you know, it helped bringing in the donuts. The guy I filled yeah. in for is the the beat cop. I don't even know his his name offhand, but he always. That's my favorite part about coming in on Fridays. There's always food here because of the <laughs> beat cop. He brings in his recommendations, and it got me thinking. Like, how is he picking these things up? at like five or six in the morning before he comes in for his hit. So I called ahead to Dieta's, uh, earlier in the week and said, Hey, do you guys mind if I swing by at like 5. AM, you know, on my way in and they were all for it. It was awesome. Uh, these guys love the donuts, but yeah, Did Dave
2: we didn't touch any of the donuts. You know, he's Mister Health.
0: You, you know, how good, I know he, he's shaped Dave Bennett. Is <laughs> he smelled it? So I don't know if he, you know, he went further than that. Uh, it was Steve Granite Grisanic approved though, which is That's with it, which is clutch. Uh, no, but we had a good time talking Wrigley uh, eats. Um, it was really funny. I brought up Jody Garrett, and neither Dave or Bob knew who Jody Garrett was. <laughs> and Joe Romano, their producer. Uh, pulls up the stats and the guy played 10 games after he was traded for like in 2005 but that's what you get out of you know a hot dog stand basically is the right. most obscure names possible and some that are inappropriate but you know they have fun there um but you know i even got i think i got bob very excited for some white Sox food when i was reading off what we had over the week and uh, where to find them so
2: well that's big. We know Bob's a huge Cubs fan, so if he's approving the White Sox offerings, that's that's big. Um fun episode. Mike, uh with yeah. your Twitter handle.
0: Mike underscore Piff03.
2: Piffin ain't easy. That's right. I'm Kevin Powell at K Powell720. This has been episode six of Chicago's Very Own Eats.